0: people started taking interest and they started really paying attention to what I was saying. And one of the comedians that I met back in New York, we became friends. I called him up and he said, I have an idea for a TV show. So we worked for a year and a half on the TV show. He's friends with Tiffany Haddish. So Tiffany Haddish put him on one of her Netflix shows. And then when they were done with that, Tiffany Haddish told him, he said, what do you have that we can produce? So then we ended up taking the script to her and her company and then when, when that happened then it was like, oh dude, this dude's serious <laughs> So it was just it's just being at the right place at the right time. it's really putting yourself out there. You're listening to the Critical Thought, where we challenge our listeners to use critical thinking when examining the teachings
1: of Jehovah's Witnesses.
2: Hi, I'm Lady C and
1: I'm JT. And welcome to another episode of The Critical Thought. In this episode, we're going to have the opportunity to revisit a friend, Ken Floyd. We had Kenan on a little while back, and he was able to share with us what he was doing, and especially in his new venture of going into entertainment. And we just wanted to take the opportunity to revisit to see what Kenan had been up to.
2: All right, Kenan, welcome. Welcome to The Critical Thought.
1: Hello, Lady C. Hello, JT. Thank you for having me back.
2: It is so good to see you again. It's nice to reconnect to see what you've been up to. Yeah,
0: I'm sitting in one spot this time, so (laughs) (laughs) I remember. Yeah, it's already started. Oh man, all
2: right, we love it. So, you want to kind of tell us a little bit about what's been going on in your life since we last spoke to you?
0: Yes, it's it's been very busy. Uh, this year, we start. I was able to start my own production company, which has been a long dream of mine for quite some time. And it's very cool to be able to own your own business, being able to call uh, your shots, and to be able to fulfill my dreams. Uh, for a lot of people, I, I talked last time about how since I was little, I wanted to be involved in the film industry. So now we've signed the papers. We've registered the businesses. We got some projects underway. Um, so
1: that's what we've been doing. And it's been amazing. Yeah, that, that is so good, man. I'm going to tell you, this, this is one of the most fascinating things that we have found since we've left the organization. is just how many people who come out of the Jehovah's Witness background, who they, they just have talent for the entertainments and the arts. And these people are literally hitting the ground, and they're starting to run.
2: All right, so Keenan, you want to give us a little bit of background about what's going on with these companies that you're working with?
0: All right, so the company that we started is called uh, it's called Dangerously Awkward Productions, and it's based here in Burbank, California, where I live. And um, it's actually split up into five different companies. Um, we have our first company is called Awkward Studios which focuses on the physical uh, production, live action production specifically for television and film. Uh, we have another stu- uh, studio called Afrobots Studios, which focuses on animation and visual effects. A uh, company called Awkward Noise, which is actually going to be a recording, music publishing, and sound mixing company. We also have a company called Awkward Play, which is an interactive entertainment division where we're going to be producing our old little video games, you know, apps games for your smartphone, uh, VR, virtual reality experiences, and potentially we hope to start our own streaming service. And then the last one, which I'm most excited about, is a company called Blurred United Inc., which is our comic book publishing company, which is cool because it gives us a chance to write our own stories, uh, be creative, be original, and then we can um, you know, have people come in and draw our stories and we can make some comic books and, and sell our comic books around the world. Awesome! Yes. Well, wow,
2: Keena, you're be, you're really busy over here. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's not easy. Um, you know, I've learned so much in the last six months than I did in my day job. You know, what I mean, like, <laughs> like I was working for a visual effects company in Hollywood. I was involved in IT and tech development, and having to hit the ground running and basically having to learn things on the go, every second something's changing. Every minute something's different. Um, and you really have to be on top of things because now when I have to go and explain what we do as a company, I got to be ready for the questions. I got I to act like I've been doing this for years. So I, I've been spending a lot of my time developing, uh, a lot of my time researching, and a lot of my time learning. And I hope and it will, it'll, it'll be for the benefit of the company and we'll be able to to continue making great things. That's Where good.
2: Where are your companies located? Is everything located in California or is it in different places in the country?
0: So right now our headquarters is uh, based in Burbank, California, which is a, a a town on the other side of the mountain in Los Angeles. So on one side of the mountain, you ha- you have Hollywood, and then you go on the other side, and we have Burbank, um, which is it's in the, called the San Fernando Valley. And over here, we have the Walt Disney Studios, Warner Brothers Studios, Universal Studios, Nickelodeon, uh, Cartoon Network, different places like that. So it's actually an amazing hub to be able to be in the middle of all of these uh, great um, legendary studios. Um, so this is where we're going to start. We're going to be based here for a while. However, we plan to expand our operations to Atlanta, Georgia. And the main reason we want to expand to Atlanta is because Georgia offers a tax credit for film production. It doesn't matter if it's animation or live action, there's always a tax credit. Um, So that allows us to save some money, allows us to put more money into the community. And also we can take advantage of uh, some of the students that are actually coming out of the local HBCUs there um, in the area. And the reason that's important is because there's already film production that takes place in Atlanta. Like they film a lot of the Marvel films in Atlanta and other big pictures like that. But a lot of uh, kids that are coming out of these colleges think that they have to move to Los Angeles to be able to go back to Atlanta to work, right? So basically, we want, we're want we setting up this program called Awkward Next, which is actually going to be a, uh, a college-level program where we... Uh, give training to students about the film industry, as well as bringing on interns from that program to be able to help us out on Atlanta campus. So that's hopefully going to happen within the next five to 10
1: years. Yeah, that's really good. One of the things that you mentioned is that you in starting, you end up setting up multiple, uh, multiple companies. And in the entertainment industry, everybody knows that people, If they're not careful, they can get ripped off with their ideas and so forth. And so could you just explain to the audience a little bit why it was important that you can actually set up these different companies? Because some deal with audio, some deal with video and and so forth. And yet you're able to intertwine these. Well, it's important, I think, to to have a good business sense, especially when you're going
0: into a business like this, um, because it keeps you ahead of the curve. Right. I always believe that self-sufficiency is is the greatest thing. Um, because you're able to write your own ticket. And the reason that's important is because sometimes what happens, you get lost in the sauce. Like when you don't uh, have a lot of business knowledge or, or when you don't have all your affairs in order before you walk in, it's easy for people to take advantage of you. So what we've able to create with Dangerously Awkward is basically a symbiotic relationship within our own company. They're separate entities, but they're mostly the same because we're all working... Uh, to the same goal. Like for example, if I'm writing a script, I can either take the Awkward Studios or I can take the Afrobot, and then from there we can funnel it through to uh, Awkward Noise, where we do the sound design and we also are able to record the music for the for the project. Um, we're able to develop action figures and comic books and different things like that, and video games uh, that we can all supervise directly. So what happens is it's this it's this wheel that we're working through. And from this wheel, it all goes out to the world. And then the return comes back under the same umbrella. So that's why I think it's important um, to have five companies, because these are five companies that require different skill sets. A camera person can't create video games. A dude that makes video games can't necessarily draw a comic book. Right? So, it's just a great opportunity to have people with a diverse set of skills to be able to come together to create something great. So that's the reason why we that's one of the advantages of having five different companies working under one umbrella.
1: Yeah, that's, that's so I, I remember uh, a company that many people have heard of is Motown. And they're in the entertainment industry. But yet what a lot of people don't know about Motown is Motown had a multitude of all of these little tiny companies that served little segments. And as you said, it all fell under the same umbrella. Um, you know, With your background coming out of the, the Jehovah's Witnesses, we know that for many people, they've been discouraged. And yet you've been able to take the opportunities that you have. And now you're moving forward. And that's I mean, that is just that's just wonderful to hear about that, man.
2: Yeah, it is. Thank you. And what about the uh, pandemic? How has that um, either helped you or hurt you? Because, you know, like a lot of people are working from home. And so how is that uh, affecting your business?
0: Well, it's that's an interesting question um, because the pandemic actually helped us out quite a bit. Our business did not exist before the pandemic. And I mean, I did an iteration of my company back in 2013 that I really didn't do a lot with. But through the pandemic, we were actually able to get assistance from the government to actually start our business. Um, For a lot of people that didn't know, they were actually, the government was actually giving out PPP loans and uh, SBA loans for small businesses. So, you know, some people took advantage of it, but a lot of people did not. A lot of people actually were able to use these funds to actually grow their business, and we were able to take advantage of that. Another advantage of the pandemic was that a lot of people were working from home, and this is a business where we can produce a lot from the comfort of our own homes. So we were actually able to develop a pipeline where people could work remotely, and we could all still be on the same page. I've sat through so many Zoom meetings that I don't even, I, I can't even count them all, but we've been able to stay on, We're well, fortunately, we've been able to stay on the same page. And to be honest with you, most of the industry in Hollywood has been working from home for the last year and a half. You know, it's um, a lot like Disney, uh, Marvel, Universal, uh, Pixar, all of those big companies, they're mostly working from home at this point. So with my day job, I was actually on the front lines of actually developing a pipeline for to give artists the ability to create from the comfort of their homes. So I was actually able to take that experience and apply it to my own company and say, okay, well, now I think I, I, know, I know how it can be done and how it can be successful. But there's also a lot of things that I had to learn as well quickly. Uh, it's not easy being the boss but we made it work fortunately everyone was on board everyone was excited by the vision and we all hunkered
1: down disciplined ourselves and as of now we're working great yeah this is this is why we, we 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 have people like yourself come back um we want to show people what a person can do despite what limitations they may stay. In other words, if you start off in the you know, in the last place, you still are able to come back and do well for yourself. That I, I think I we often, my ladies C and I, we often tell people that really, you know, success is the best revenge because all of us who left the organization, we were supposed to fall flat on our face. And I think it's important that people see nope. Everybody ain't falling on their face. There's some of us we've decided we're gonna keep running, and um, and Keenan, that's what that's what you're doing. And and it's 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 a good story to tell. It's definitely it a good story is. To tell.
2: It definitely is. Now, Keenan, can you tell us what? How many employees do you have, and what is your vision for your growth of your company?
0: Right now, we have about twenty. We have twenty employees. We just brought on a uh, we just brought on a vice president um, named Detron Edwards. Uh, I've known him for years, actually. But uh, yeah, we just brought on a vice president. Uh, we just brought in the CFO, head of development for television and film, head of development for animation, head of animation and visual effects, and an operation manager, as well with countless artists. We have, we have an army of conceptual artists at the moment. We have an army of digital artists who are very well skilled in computer animation and animation um, pipelines and engines and stuff like that, and. What was cool about starting a company and bringing these people on the ground floor is that they all basically want the same thing. and everyone wants to be able to create. Everyone wants their voice to be heard. And sometimes when you're trying to make it in the industry, you're at the bottom of the run, but you have the skill sets to be able to go further. Kind of like what's like you know being in the organization, you might have the skill sets to go further. But sometimes there's an entity or there's a there's a uh, system that keeps you suppressed where you can't reach your full potential. So this is an opportunity for a lot of people to be able to be on the ground floor and basically be able to reach their full potential without having to jump through a lot of obstacles. And I think that's an amazing opportunity that I can extend to other people that want that wants to join our tribe. So.
1: Yeah, you, you know, I'm going to tell you one of the things and, and of course, you know, it's, it's just a reality of life. It's not going to change per se, but we still have to deal with it. And seeing you coming uh, into this field as an African-American, that also poses certain challenges because many times this particular type of industry is oftentimes uh, been closed. Uh, especially for certain aspects of it. You can, you know, at lower level stuff, fine. But to get into the production, to get into the actual decision making, uh, as an African-American, that has often been a, a challenge. I mean, you, we, we know the stories. You listen to some of the, you know, Sydney Poitiers, they'll tell the story. And so today uh, we have opportunities and doors that are opening. And so people um, with different backgrounds, uh, you get to tell a, a perspective that many times has never been heard before as well.
0: Yeah, and, and that's one of the goals that we have. Well, that's the main goal we have for our company. We want to actually give the opportunity to underrepresented voices to be able to be heard. Um, and sometimes all you need is a server and technology. I mean, at this point, Netflix is nothing but a server. You know? Yep. So, so at this point, all you need is a technology to support your vision. So we're able to give opportunities to those that doesn't feel like they're being – because, okay, so a lot of times what happens in the industry is that there's this precedent that people have where they say, well, this isn't going to be successful, this isn't going to be successful, that's not going to be successful. So they try to keep it out. They try to keep – those because they're called risk, right? And that's why in Hollywood you see so many reboots and remakes and the same people that are in the same types of movies, right? But the truth of the matter is that the fact is, is that Hollywood has actually lost $10 billion because of their lack of diversity in film and television. $10 billion. So don't tell me that having these unique stories that we haven't heard before is not successful. That's what people want to see. So we just need someone that's disciplined enough to push the needle forward. Because they're always gonna change the goalpost. Don't change the goal. You can't someone needs to be alongside the goalpost when it keeps moving. So that's what that's what we're trying to do. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we understand that. Yeah. And you know what, Keenan? I find what you say is so true because when you go look at YouTube and all these different outlets where people are making their own channels and stuff and podcasts and stuff like that, they're giving Hollywood a run for their money.
0: Uh, the truth of the matter is, is that a lot of people are building their careers outside of Hollywood. Social media. So, I mean, look at you two. You guys have have built a fan base and an audience on YouTube. It that's amazing, yeah. There's so many opportunities that 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 you two have been able to give yourselves because of the discipline and the vision that you have, and how you want to affect other people right and what you're and what you're doing it has a positive effect on people that listen to you and watch you so that is initially the type of spirit that we're harnessing at dangerously awkward because we don't necessarily it's gotten to a point where we
1: don't necessarily need hollywood to tell us yes
0: and we can still make a profit
1: yeah, that's very important. No longer do does Hollywood Hollywood have to green line? You know, they have to green light everything now. People are basically green lighting things themselves. And if they have a, you know, like they say, you build a better mouse trap, you know, the mouse will come. And so that's what we see. And this is a great opportunity. Um, but let me ask you this: You had mentioned earlier that you know there may be others, and especially those within the Jehovah's Witness community, uh, you know, people who have you know, they've had these types of dreams or they thought of, of going into this area of arts and entertainment. What would you say to them or what would you advise for them? I would say, look at your situation and
0: see and read between the lines, look deeper because there's, there's room for everybody. And I can say from personal experience that I never thought that the things I knew could help me uh in my in my dreams you know what i mean i i mean there was a lot of research i had to do to uh to get to where we are now and there's still a lot of things i need to learn right i remember the last time we we did this interview i talked about i wanted to go to film school uh when i you know when i graduated from high school and i didn't get a chance to go to film school i went to school for computers because that seemed to have been um, the most beneficial at the time, right? And to be honest with you, yes. Yes, it was. Because I got into the film industry with my computer degree. <laughs> uh, now I'm running a company that's based off of technology because I got a job in the industry with my computer degree. Like it's a skill set that happened to be in my bill at the time and now I've taken advantage of it. Um, if you play music, there's room for you there's there's so much there's so much things that you can do if you write poetry, if you write, if you're a if you all of us at this point are good public speakers. Do you know how much money you can make public speaking? You know I mean it's it's you have to just look at at the skills that that you have in your hands and see how you can make it grow. i mean there's there's always a there's always a way. There's always a way to make it to 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 make it uh to make it bigger than what we think it is. So just just you know, just look look past look past your our own perceived limitations and uh and push forward.
2: Yeah. Are you totally working for yourself now, Keenan? Because the last time we talked, I know you were working a graphics uh, designer or something.
0: Yeah, I I was a, a tech development and IT person for a visual effects company. I I'm officially working for myself now.
2: Oh, congratulations. Wow. Thank you. That's awesome. Now, are you looking to grow your staff? Let us know a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. Yes. Okay. So 2022 is going to be an amazing year for dangerously awkward. Um, our staff is going to grow exponentially and, uh, we're going to be needing a lot of people's help, uh, we're going to need musicians. We're going to need sound mixers. We're going to need editors. We're going to need colorists. We're going to need people with writing skills. We're going to need people with animation skills. We're going to need IT. We're going to need people to help us keep our servers up and running. We're going to need people to run our social media. We're going to need people that can draw. We're going to need a lot of people. So, uh, if you guys are interested, uh, you can, well, you can visit our website, www.dangerouslyawkward.com. And soon, we're going to have information uh, concerning the positions that we're going to be looking for within our company. So, please stay tuned. Uh, you can also follow Dangerously Awkward on Instagram. And you can follow me, Keenan J. Floyd, on Instagram as well. And uh, also, if you have LinkedIn. LinkedIn is very important. If you're not using LinkedIn... You should. LinkedIn is very important. Dangerously Awkward Productions, LLC on LinkedIn. Make sure you follow it. We're going to be making the call soon for people to come and work with us.
1: Let me ask you a question um, that's really good. Because we are living in such a digital time now, uh, what about people who may say, well, I may not be able to do this full time or I may not be able to move out to Burbank. Will there be opportunities for for people who they may have the ability to do mixing but they're not able to to do it full-time but they want to be able to get their feet in are there maybe opportunities for people like that as well
0: yes we're gonna be uh implementing a remote pipeline um so wherever and that's actually what we're doing now like a lot of people that's working with us they live all over the country um but we're all working within a, a pipeline so that we can log in remotely which is amazing and I don't really see anytime soon where there's going to be a need for everyone to be under one roof physically. Um, because I love doing work in my pajamas. Let's face it. It's amazing. Um, and I don't want anyone else to have to feel the pressure of not ha- being able to do that either. So, yes, there will be, there will be positions available for people to work remotely. Yeah. yeah,
2: you know what, because yeah. when you think about this pandemic and the way things happen, there's a lot of people that realize they don't have to keep their people under one roof. Yeah. So do you think that this is something that kind of opened up your eyes to never having to rent real estate to bring people under one roof?
0: Well, I, I think there's going to be certain things that have to be in a physical s- spot. Mm-hmm. Um, however it does make things a lot. It does cut down on the pressure. It does cut down on, on the financial pressure of trying to staff and maintain an office. Now, eventually we're going to have an office just because eventually things are going to go back to normal, but um, it's definitely made things a whole lot easier. And, I think it's really opening up our opportunities to being able to find great artists with great skills because we're not locked down to people having to relocate, which I think is amazing. Like it's it's we're finding more people that are willing to work because they can't work from home. And I, I think that's one of the selling points of a lot of companies now. Like a lot of billion dollar companies are working from home. At this point, because they're saying that there's no need to actually physically be there. So I I, I think that even if the pandemic, even if things go back to normal, like the pandemic ends, I think there's still going to be remnants of this working from home situation that we're still going to implement in our company.
1: Oh, yeah, that's going to that's gonna be. It, it, in fact, now that's the marketing ploy that a lot of HRs are using. <laughs> you can work at home. Come work for us. So I it's it, it the dynamics have changed. Um and so if you can take advantage of it, that, that's a great thing indeed. Yeah, that's wonderful, man. We're also gonna need uh uh let's we're also gonna need HR people.
0: Yeah. I, I forgot to mention that. HR people too. Yeah, you will, yeah.
2: Yeah, you have a, a pretty uh big operation there. Um I, I could see this really expanding to be like you said you have like twenty people now, um, like in the like Next year, how many people do you think that you'll actually have on board?
0: Possibly. Who? Well, I'll just say this: it, we're going to probably increase twice our size, maybe more. Um, we have a few animation projects that we're actually working on. Um, we've just began talks on. Uh, we've just began talks with Netflix, for example, on a few animated projects. Um, we have a television series that's being executive produced by Tiffany Haddish um, that we have set up at agency in town that we're going to take the market soon. Um, so we have a lot of projects that are actually starting up. We have two animated projects, as a matter of fact, that are starting production in January. We're actually building our pipeline right now um, to actually through december we're going to build our pipeline so that by january after new year's january 4th we're going to be starting on this project and we're going to be hiring more artists So i mean by by the end of 2022 we're probably going to expand maybe twice as much leave probably more um based on based on the workload that we're going to have
1: that's good it's good to hear I mean, they, this, is, this is this is the success stories that we want to be able to share with our audience, man. It really is, it really is.
2: Right. Sounds
1: good, man. I tell you, brother, proud of you.
2: This is awesome. <laughs> thank you,
1: thank you very much, and uh, and everyone, make sure
0: you uh, continue supporting this uh, YouTube channel. JT and Lady C are doing the Lord's work, literally. Um, great. I. It's always great to be here. It's always great to talk to you guys, and hey, um, man, always, guy, always. Yo, you always got I, a
1: home here, man. Always oh, got a home, home away from home.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I support their podcast. Support. Oh my god, all the great things that they're doing. This is amazing. Yeah.
2: Thank you. What What about um? I could pipe, kind of pipe this in, but what about internships? What if somebody is just you know they know they have a talent in something, and they may be wanting to learn a little bit more about it. Are you guys offering any type of internships?
0: Yes, we actually have a program called the Awkward Next program. And it's specifically for people that are in college that are looking to maybe get into the film industry and whatever facet they they might be interested in. And what it's going to be, we're actually going to start within the next five, five, six years we're going to set up an on-campus initiative where we actually are going to have hands-on educational opportunities. And then from that program, we're actually going to be able to bring interns on to uh, our different uh, subsidiaries that we have in the company so that they can get firsthand, hands-on experience in the film industry. So look okay. out for that too. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah.
2: And then just kind of like double-clicking on, you know, um, all of your success. And we know that you were... In the Dominican Republic, in our last interview with you, and you were talking about all the things that you went through to wake up to the truth about the truth. How did you end up getting these connections in Hollywood?
0: Well, so I lived in New York for a while, um, and I was doing comedy, stand up comedy in New York. I still do stand up comedy. And just a lot of stand up comedians are connected to the industry. And what I'll say is you don't know who you're going to meet. You don't know who you're going to meet. You don't know who knows who. And it ended up turning out that by luck, and I don't know if it's luck. I don't don't necessarily believe in luck, but it just seemed that I was just meeting the right people. Um, Certain comedians would ask me to write on some of their TV projects. Um, And through that, I was able to meet agents. I was able to meet um, television executives. Um, So eventually when I moved out to... um, to los angeles i already had that connection in the comedy world right so there was a lot of comedians that i knew i was meeting people left and right and i got my job in the film industry actually through linkedin like i didn't even realize i even applied for the job until they called me for an interview i was just applying wherever i could right um because i always wanted to be a writer so i was trying to focus on writing but i needed the job to pay the bills but so coincidentally i get this Phone call, get the interview, I get the job, and through there I'm meeting people like John Favreau and Steven Spielberg and Taika Waititi and Kenya Barris and and um, Seth MacFarlane, and I'm just meeting all these people through work, you know. And then it's like, oh, and I met Denny um, French guy, v- v- Valerie New. I I worked on the movie Dune. The movie Dune just came out, and the director. I met while we were working on the movie. So it was like, I was just meeting all of these people, meeting all of these people just, just through work. Right. And eventually what ended up happening was I started expressing how I wanted to start my own company and do my own things that people started taking interest and they started really paying attention to what I was saying. And one of the comedians that I met back in New York We became friends. I called him up and he said, I have an idea for a TV show. So we worked for a year and a half on the TV show. He's friends with Tiffany Haddish. So Tiffany Haddish put him on one of her Netflix shows. And then when they were done with that, Tiffany Haddish told him, he said, what do you have that we can produce? So then we ended up taking the script to her and her company and then when, when that happened, then it was like, oh, dude, this dude's serious. <laughs> so it was just it's just being at the right place at the right time. It's really putting yourself out there, um, talking to people, getting to know people on a genuine level. Like, actually become friends with some people. You don't have to become friends with everybody. But actually try to be friends with somebody. Because you never know you never know what's going what's gonna to happen or where relationships can lead. So it was just basically just being around and, and meeting people.
2: And obviously yeah. too, Keenan, it's not just about meeting people, it's also about about being able to deliver. So you obviously have some talent and some skill that you brought to the table.
0: Yeah, I will say this. Um, people say fake it till you make it. I don't believe that because eventually you're going to have to sh- show uh, the math. You're going to have to show the long division. Um, so if you have a skill, do it well, because that's going to get you farther than just talking. You know what I mean? Like be be able because I need to work on this too. I need to work on my my sales pitch skills and my ability to 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 really like network and get down in the cut and really get people to to like you and stuff. Like, that's something that I'm still working on. I'm still a little nervous about that. So it's like, if you are able to have the gift of the gab and you're good at something, you're unstoppable. So be in the cut. Be disciplined. Get the I skills got the I got the
2: gift of gab. I got the gift of gab. I can do it. I got this. I got you. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm get the price is right. <laughs>
0: exactly.
2: Yes, yes. You definitely have to, you know, be out there, be outgoing, and all that kind of stuff. And that's what I be trying to tell people too. A lot of times, you know, people leave this religion, and they say to themselves, I, "I'm." Somebody sent us an email and said, "I'm 21 years old, and I'm just too old to do anything." I'm like, and then we talked to somebody who went back to college at 44. So it's like it's it's what your mind tells you. That you can and cannot do, but you can't believe everything your mind tells you because if you do, you won't do anything, right?
0: <laughs> exactly. Most of the time, the mind tells us to stay asleep.
2: And that's right. That's exactly so, right. So, so this has been a motivational power talk here, Keenan. I think it's really motivational for a lot of people because they didn't realize that they could do these things. And you're not just 21 years old. Can I say that? Well, yeah, I'm saying you can say that. this. I'm saying this because you're you're entering into a field and it's usually people enter into these realms when they're much younger is that am i correct
0: yes um and i you know sometimes i do get i do get a little jealous a little bit sometimes because you know you see cats now they're like 20 they're like 19 20 21 (laughs) 22 they're blowing up and then and i'm like i'm like man like if i you know, if I started back then, oh, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's exactly <laughs> how you feel. Like, man, if I, I wasted all my 20s trying to, and so.
1: Trying to sell some books, man.
2: No, I'm on the same page with you right yeah. now because I got what you're saying. I mean, yeah, when I think yeah. about how, where I would be at, and I, it took me 10 years to find out what I wanted to do. Now that I find out what I want to do, it's like, now how much time do I have to actually put it in motion? So I'm getting there
0: but we can but we can always start that's the thing you can always start most people that are successful if we want to look at it that way they they are usually successful later in life i mean even i mean if we're talking like monetary if we're talking about let's say someone wants to be a millionaire for example they might start young i mean i think people are becoming millionaires younger now but like back a few years ago you didn't become a millionaire until your 40s. Like you started working in your 20s, maybe your 30s, but you were you were only able to reap the benefit when you were in your 60s. That's true. You know, you know what I mean, yeah, so I so I mean, there's never there's never really there's not really an age. That's the cutoff age. Yeah, that's a good point. That's true. There's always time, I mean, look at Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman's been old forever, but you know
2: right. <laughs> so I mean well,
0: but he did it.
2: We yeah. went to a we went to a motivational speaker to see his name was Willie Jolly, and we went to this maybe like five years ago in d c and he had a, an experience of these women, and they were in their nineties when they hit it big. and I was like, nineties. And they I think they wrote a book. They just they they did something. But they they hit the jackpot in their 90s. Mm-hmm.
0: It so takes they, motivation.
2: It does. Yeah. So Col- I was like, "Wow."
0: Colonel Sanders didn't figure out the 12 herbs and spices until he was like 81 or something. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. we all I mean, we all know that he stole it. But uh, ah! he didn't figure it out.
2: <laughs> oh my I'm god. I'm going
1: to keep this recipe under <laughs> <on> my hat. <laughs> that is
2: funny. Well, I guess he did. One of those uh, uh, women from back in the day. Right.
0: Yeah. He's like, (laughs) he's like, he's like, man, Hattie made this chicken is delicious. You need to tell us, (laughs) tell me how you make it.
2: Well, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. So Kenan, can you give some closing um, remarks about any advice you want to give to Jehovah's Witnesses that are watching this episode?
0: Well, we're looking forward to hearing from some of you who are interested in working with us. Um, you know, don't don't be shy. Whatever skills you have, you know, really beef up that resume. Send it in. Uh, it's a great opportunity for all of us to be able to work together and, and hopefully we'll be able to make something great. I just want to say uh, thank you so much to Lady C and JT for giving us this opportunity to be able to talk about this um i never thought that i would be here if you asked me 10 years ago i would i would say i don't know i don't know i you know i just didn't know but now uh my confidence is up um i feel very very determined and confident that we're going to be successful so looking forward to seeing some of you hearing from some of you make sure you guys follow our website follow us on social media
1: and follow your dreams. So I have to say. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a good success story, man. It really?
2: Yes. Is. But yeah, this has been awesome. Um, just it's just been giving me a punch in the arm, a little, you know, a motivating speech from Keenan helping. That, us booster that, booster that booster shot. That booster shot. It gave me that
0: booster shot.
2: That's right. Gave me that booster shot. And hopefully we gave a lot of other people a booster shot to let them know that they need to step up their game. Go ahead and go for it. I hope so. That's right. All right, Kenan, we appreciate having you on the program again. Thank you for having
1: uh, me so much.
2: You are so welcome. And this has been Lady C.
1: And this has been JT.
2: And we'll see y'all on the next episode.
1: This program was sponsored by Critical Thinkers.